Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening to Starting a Record Label. If this is your first time, congratulations. You found a podcast that wants to start a record label. Yeah. Uh, been a little MIA the last couple weeks. The uh, in-laws decided to do a surprise visit to SoCal. And uh, when that happens, uh, unfortunately, the area that is the little mixing and video area gets taken over. So uh, I was gone for a couple weeks, but I am back. And speaking of back, Jesse Pennington's on again. If you don't remember, he's a web designer and uh, works with larger businesses generally uh, with their enterprise size and stores and scopes and all those fun marketing things. So I kind of wanted to pick his brain just a little bit about what would be the best hosting practices for something smaller, whether it be kind of a label or a band, one of, you know, one of the above. So anyway, podcasts don't really have a social media structure. YouTube, when it finds something that other people are kind of interested in, it'll actually help promote to get that stuff out there. Podcasts, not really the same way, partially because they're split up between like a million different platforms. Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So it's really hard for us to kind of get out there and reach the people that would actually be interested in the podcast. So if you guys are interested in helping out the podcast, there is one thing that you could do, and that is just simply subscribe. It goes a long way to help podcasts like this one reach the people that they're meant to reach. But anyway, without further ado, Jesse Pennington. You are website man. You have you know all this crap. I have and I've done like some WordPress stuff in the last few years and yeah. Is okay. You know, I started doing some stuff probably in like GeoCities era, so I knew a little bit of like HTML still. Me but, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to like rack my head and to think what I need to do for for the label for a website. Mm-hmm. And uh, for you or for the artists? For me and probably for the artist. Like eventually. Right. Okay. Um, but. You know, right now I kind of right now I just have like a, a page that's basically like a form or whatever, like put your band in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of expand that now and put some put these videos on it. And probably I want to house the podcast on it, too, because I have no place to uh, mm-hmm. I have no place to put like my Facebook pixel right now. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to, you know, see who's going there and and kind of redirect some of that information. But OK, yeah, it's good to know. Um, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean you you work I'm on like a looking, giant level. <laughs> what <laughs> you make me sound like so? It's like no, I'm. I just it's cool. Like I just make websites. It's fine. Yeah, um, but you make websites for like large businesses. I do. Yeah. yeah, we do. We do have a few enterprise clients in our stable of whatevers. Um, so but we don't need to worry about that for what you need. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, like I'm all about simplicity anyway. Um, so, you know, simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication, in my opinion, if you, you know, you should be able to simplify anything down mm. to very, you know, simple, you know, get to the point first. And then if people are interested, you can expound there. So for the website thing, I would say we're talking about Wix, Squarespace, Shopify, and WordPress. Those were the four, right? And those were yeah. the four that you kind of had. Sorry, I keep looking up because I have like my other screen. I'm trying to look at like no, price right. points and stuff for you. Um, but yeah, so what i would say is like you know shopify is probably not going to be one that you're going to do simply because shopify isn't really built for like the audio sales place it's more mm-hmm. like a more like a like a storefront kind of a selling thing um it's great like i don't have any problem with shopify i've, I've built on it before but it's really more for like a major e-commerce play so if you really have a huge stable of products a lot of SKUs and you're doing different stuff with that 
you know, that's kind of more what it's for, you know, uh, it'd probably be easier if you were like selling like hand goods or, you know, our arts and crafts or whatever. They don't even have a good audio plugin. I checked. Yeah. You have to like use SoundCloud or something oh. to like connect it. Awful. Yeah. It's, it's just not really, they never they didn't really think about your, your niche of like mm. what you're looking at. Um, and, and I not, understand that because, yeah. you know, that's kind of, it does seem to be more like either a large clothing line or, you know, something like that. Candles. <laughs> it's a great platform for that kind of stuff. It's just, everything's kind of tailored to whatever. So what I would say is like Wix and Squarespace are probably your two best bets as far as being able to spin something up, you know, pretty quickly and be able to sell some stuff um, and actually, you know, have the e-commerce. And then they also have audio plugin. They both have audio plugins so that you can do like single songs or you can do like full albums. Mm -hmm. And I think they're both natively built in. So they do a pretty good job with that. So, and then, so they're pretty much about the same. The price points are the same. You could buy everything that you would want from Wix or Squarespace for less than 50 bucks a month. So mm -hmm. it, it really just uh, depends on what you need. But even like a business account, like if you really want to like do e-commerce, like selling and stuff, um, you could still do it all for 50 bucks, less than 50 bucks a month. So those two would be the two that I would start with. And they're pretty similar. Wix, I think, has a few more templates as far as to pick from than Squarespace. Squarespace's yeah. templates are very visual. So I will say if you don't have professional photography, if you don't have good logos, if you don't have good imagery for whatever your brand is, um, it's going to be tougher to use a theme on Squarespace just because they're very image centric. Yeah. And a lot of them are. I mean, Wix has a lot of image centric ones too, but there's a little more variety there, I think. Yeah. But that's nitpicky. Like Squarespace is fine. I looked into uh, to both of them this week, and I'm actually going to be doing some videos of just like me basically running through it, making a quick page for people. Yeah. But um, I noticed that like Wix, I don't know, it's it's a lot of drag and drop. So it's like, you know, it was a whizzy yeah. wig or what they used to call it all the time. What you see is what you get kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, Squarespace was more kind of like just columns, like you just kind of in areas as opposed to like yeah. drag and instead of drag and drop kind of stuff. I I didn't really I'm not sure if I it's just me. I just didn't like most of any of their templates in general. Yeah, but. they've gotten better. I mean, I, I kind of had the same opinion, but I recently built a site for my mom on it actually, uh katepenart.com and she uh sells like art, you know, she likes to paint and stuff like that. And we did it on Wix. Cool. And it was actually really nice. Mhm. Mm it was actually really nice, um, and I have I had done a couple of Squarespace uh, sites previously to that too. Mm -hmm. I use them both for like you know, hey, we just need to get a site as, as far as like something that has a lot of features built in that you need to spin up quickly. You really shouldn't overthink it. Like Wix and Squarespace should be able to do it just fine. Yeah, um, Wix is actually doing more with like point of sale and stuff. Like they're I think they're doing their own um, point of sale system. So like if you really get into selling on Wix, it actually has more options at an enterprise level if you actually get really crazy with it. Mm -hmm. um, Squarespace has that as well, but they use Square, which is fine. A lot of people use Square. Uh, but Wix is like making their own point of sale equipment. So from, from what I've seen, Wix seems to be doing more. They seem to be building more integrations. They seem to be perfecting their site a little bit better and growing and kind of fixing all those things where Squarespace feels kind of like the same as what it always was. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of my feeling these days as I'm looking at both of them, but either of them should be fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for what you want to do. And they both have, like I said, native audio plugins. So it'll be easy to like punch up um, audio and stuff like that. Um, Cause I'm also the- worried about the, the audio stuff. Uh, like I said, I'm, or with the label, it's going to be more like, you know, video and, and creator centric in general. So I'm not yeah. sure about if I really need like an audio plugin to be like, here, listen to the music or whatever. It's really right. kind of, just going to be a house for the like the content that's just constantly coming in and also the store so right 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 well you can do a store on both of them and they're pretty mm-hmm. handy with podcasts they both handle the podcast thing pretty well most people that do podcasts use an outside hosting they don't usually host it on their website so if you're going to host it there um i think they can handle it reasonably obviously if you want to get crazy wordpress is going to be you know your you know, like I, I would say like the best analogy for this is Wix and Squarespace are more like a Mac and WordPress is more like a PC. Yeah. You can probably do more with WordPress, but you have to put every piece together. Yeah. It's not simple and it's not secure. WordPress gets hacked so much right now. It is Ooh. insane. You have to pay money to protect WordPress now. It's not even an option. You have to have an SSL. You have to have a firewall. You have to back it up daily. Mm-hmm. That like I won't build a site for a client on WordPress anymore if they're not willing to also purchase those things because the liability is crazy. Well, I think with the uh, because the last time I made one with SiteGround, they mm-hmm. have the SSLs free and it is backed up daily. Yeah. Um, about getting hacked, does that ever have anything to do with like the people that are like purchasing stuff? Or is that something they ne- they can't get into or can? No, it's not an issue of like your users having like. Um, the thing is they'll just destroy it. It's all bots. Like nobody's personally doing it. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing is that um, it's just, like, I had a client, I mean, I have a client um, and they have not hurt anybody or done anything to anyone. And we spun up their website um, on WordPress and it was great and it looks beautiful, but it was taken down once to twice a month, like Jeez. on the reg, on the reg. Yeah. And they didn't do anything. And we kept having, and I was just like, we backed it up daily. We had everything in place. So, I mean, (laughs) I would basically restore their website at least once a month, which takes me five minutes because if you have the right setup, it's no big deal. You go in, you see it. Oh, okay. You know, but then it's down for a period. If you don't catch it, usually get an alert, you know, you can address it right away, assuming you're by a computer, but it's a pain in the butt. And, and WordPress has gotten far worse with that, like far worse. It did not, it always was like a security concern, but it was a little more like rare that your site was going to crash. And now it's just the bots out there that are attacking it, at least in my experience, are pretty crazy. So it's like PC, man, it's buyer beware. You know, you can get a PC and probably get more for your money and put more power into it, but you've got to manage it. You have to run virus cleaner on it. You've got to, you know, (laughs) it's not going to work the same six months after you buy it. Whereas Wix and Squarespace, more like a Mac are, you get it out of the box. It does a lot of things really great. It's simple. It's secure. You really don't ever have to think about cleaning it or doing anything like that. It's just Mm going to work, which is what you need. Um, And I would say, you know, you can get what you need out of those platforms pretty easily. And then you can expect, you know, your costs will be pretty well handled too, because you know, you're paying less than 50 bucks a month for everything. They'll give you a domain. They'll give you the SSL. I think the hosting's covered. You don't have to worry about the security the themes are all included, you know, whereas you go with WordPress, it's like you have to buy your hosting individually, you have to buy your domain name, then you have mm. to buy a hundred bucks for the SSL. 
Um, and then you have to sign up for a firewall, which you usually have to pay a hundred bucks a year for if it's like WordFence or something like that. Um, and then I think Akamai security, uh, what's or ask I think is the one that does the spam stuff. Yeah. You, they give it to you for free, but you really need to buy a license and there goes another hundred bucks or whatever it costs for that license. <laughs> um, and then you're, you have no custom theme. So you have to go buy a custom theme for WordPress. They're all built differently by different people. Yeah. You, so you have to make sure that they actually support what you buy. Um, I mean, am I done yet? No, because if you want, <laughs> if you want a store, if you want a store, you have to install plugins for a store for WordPress. So you have mm-hmm. to go, most likely you'll buy the template uh, the theme, I should say. And then they'll be like, okay, it works with WooCommerce. And then you're like, wait, what's WooCommerce? Like, oh, it's this other plugin I have to install. Oh, and I have to pay for that too. Oh, and then I have to make sure it works. It's just, and then you're updating your plugins every month. Mm-hmm. At this point, every two weeks to week. I mean, the updates are fast and furious. And then it's probably going to go down. So you're going to have to manage when it goes down and make sure you have stuff in play. I'm just saying like, I, people still use WordPress. I still use WordPress for things, but I think people should know what they're getting into now. It's not what it used to be. So you're good. You're trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not necessarily trying to talk you out of it. I'm just telling you like, this is like, I, I manage these for a few different clients and I'm just telling you, this is the life that, you know, they, they pay a, a very small fee every month for our time to deal with this. Mm. And at some point I might move everybody off. I'm getting to that point where I might, because it'll actually be cheaper, I think for everybody, but you sometimes need those extra plugins. You sometimes need it, but that's more of a higher level development concern that I don't really think you're going to be approaching or needing. Most Well, I was looking into, I was looking into things like, uh, you know, like upsells, uh, going through some of the things and, Mm -hmm. It's you have to buy some of those plugins also for like Wix yes, or for Squarespace, and there's a lot of ones that are either free or not as expensive or one-time purchases that you can do it through uh, Word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good with tinkering with stuff, and mm-hmm. I was okay with figuring it out. You know, the last few times that I put a couple pages together, I've never made a store with it. But, you know, mm-hmm. when it gets to that point, I was like, you know, do I, I, I like the idea of having it all in one ecosystem, like at, like an Apple, like, like, you know, you, at your Apple phone always hooks up to everything else that's Apple. Uh, the same thing that like Wix and, and the, their, you know, software with their sales and everything, everything's yeah. like, it, it's all in one. I like that idea, but. I looked into some of it and I was like, oh, well, okay, this is, here's another plugin through here. There's going to be $10 per month on top of this, on top of that. And I'm like, but just remember all the price points we went over with WordPress. Yeah. So if you're paying less than 50 bucks a month for everything, everything, and not dealing with all those different separate things, then even if you have to add an extra plugin, you're still probably better off. You're also not worried about rebooting your security every month. Mm. So, I mean, I'm just saying like, for starting out in terms of like startup mode, I would always point someone that's in startup mode or getting started or whatever, just keep it simple, you know, spin it up, do whatever, use simple transactions, one-time purchases. You're not getting crazy with coupons. Um, or if you need to do a subscription, I think they can handle that in terms of like a regular subscription, but they have a lot of this stuff kind of built in and figured out for your basic e-commerce stuff. And it's, it's already there. Mm -hmm. So you could reasonably, 
with copy and some images and kind of knowing like what you're doing, let's say for an artist or whatever, you could, you could have a website done in a day. Like you could have it done that yeah. same day at some level and launch it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody that does that with WordPress. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it's not possible. You can definitely do it. Um, you definitely can launch a website in one day with WordPress. I'm just saying it's going to be a lot more painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you'll still have to most likely check on and correct things later. So it's just, it's just about knowing what you get into. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's a preference at the end of the day to some extent, but the, the price points are all there. Yeah. I mean, like what gets me is, you know, I love that, you know, you go through theme forest or wherever else you're going to go through and you uh-huh. find like a bunch of great themes. You're like, oh, this is really cool. And the last couple that I, I still have, like this, those would work really great. Or, you know, one would work really great. That looks, that looks really nice. And it's just, I go through the Wix ones and I'm like, uh, it looks like, you know, maybe if I'm a photographer, this looks nice. But for, you know, yeah. for music and for video, especially like for like, I don't know if you're a YouTuber. I don't feel like most of that stuff is very good for those. Yeah. I had the same experience. I mean, theme forest has all kind of good things. Um, the practical nature of it though, is that every theme is created by a different developer with different support. So mm-hmm. those themes are probably not secure anymore. No, they probably can't even be updated with current WordPress. So as much as WordPress is a security liability just on its own with its base install, uh, if you have an outdated theme, it's very much a security risk. Um, and then on top of that, you don't know what kind of support you're going to get long term. The only theme I trust on WordPress at this point is a theme called Divi. And it's because the guy, Nick, who's I think he's over in Switzerland or whatever, like he's doing a great job. He's always updating it. They're always improving it. They've been on it for, I want to say, like 10 years. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Um, so that's the only one that I use. I don't really use the other one because I, I can customize the heck out of it if I need yeah. to. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's pretty. Theme, you know, Theme Forest is pretty, but you just really don't know. I mean, life is like a box of chocolates. You know, you never know what you're going to get. Like, yeah. but the chocolates, like, a, they, like, it's like, well, there's no warranty on that chocolate. So you just got food poisoning. but you still paid full price for it (laughs) you know like that's kind of that's kind of what theme forest is to me now with wordpress it's just you know it's fine there are plenty of good developers and good themes like i'm not saying there aren't i'm just saying the reality is it's it's a it's a mixed bag you have to be very careful what you purchase and then remember no themes are interconnected so if you change themes Mm -hmm you're screwed. You have to rebuild everything because there's a very good chance unless it's the same developer building the same theme. And even in that case, you're probably not going to get a direct one-to-one comparison. Um, You're going to have to rebuild it if you change themes. Whereas with Wix and Squarespace, you can switch themes and some of the content will port over. Um, It's not necessarily the end of the world. I thought with Wix that uh, if you switch themes, it's just you're done. Like you got to restart from the beginning. Well, maybe it's changed. I don't know. And, or maybe I'm mixing up my platforms, but I just seem to remember that it was a little bit more manageable to do that. You always have to do some work if you're switching themes, but at least I know that the theme I'm switching to in Wix is also supported. It's also secure. It's also going to work with all the stuff that works with Wix and the integrations and the plugins that I already have that I'm using, whether it's e-commerce or I'm connecting to FreshBooks for accounting or HubSpot for tracking or whatever that it's going to still work, you know, with WordPress. No, you have to go through every single thing and make sure it's still secure and that it's connected and whatever. So 
you know, like I said, PC Mac. This is kind of yeah. where it's just kind of how it works. And I've yeah, you know, I've always been that kind of the PC kind of guy or the oh Andro- I know that's Android why kind of guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I or know. Like, you know, it's ahead of the curve, or it looks, or this is cool. And you know, the Mac thing is like, well, I might be a couple of years old, but I run like yeah. I get it. I'm not. I'm and and again, like I'm not a WordPress hater at all. I I learned on WordPress a lot of development stuff. Um, it has a special place in my heart. Mm. I I still use it. Um, made a lot of cool websites on it. But it is what it is. I mean, it's 2020, and mm. it's technology. Technology is very unforgiving. You have to be honest about where it's at. And right now, for what most people need, they need a basic storefront. They need some imagery and some pages that explain what they do and what their sales proposition is mm. um, and some simple ways to capture some data and uh, initiate a purchase. And the easiest, best value for money that's out there is going to be Wix or Squarespace. Yeah. And obviously GoDaddy like has their own website builder and like oh, there's other terrible. people. I, I mean, <laughs> I there's a lot once. of people, there's a lot of people trying to do it. Um, it's oh, just yeah. those, I don't know, man. Like I said, my mom needed like an art website and I was able to just be like, oh yeah, no problem. Give me mm. your pictures for your art. And like, let's just say we did it for Mother's Day. It was like a Mother's Day gift that I could do on Mother's Day or like for Mother's Day very quickly because it was practical and we could just, you know, spin it up and do it. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing you're probably going to need, like in an operation, you know, if you have multiple artists or whatever, you're going to want something dependable that you can depend on the costs. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about extra costs. Somebody's going to have to do that. If you're trying to run a label, you're not going to have time to be doing security stuff on WordPress when it breaks down or needs whatever. So you either have to hire somebody to deal with that or you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're actually running a successful business, your time is money. You're spending a lot of it. It's something worth considering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When coming into this, I was really kind of like, I'm really leaning WordPress because it's so customizable. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and now you're like, I'm sorry, you're getting man. me. I'm like, <sighs> I mean, tell me if, if like, am I saying anything that's untrue? No, absolutely not. And that's the part that sucks about it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I got all these plugins like I already researched and whatnot. I was like, oh sweet, this is kind of like, uh, they have a Patreon version that's like, you know, you just have to pay for Stripe or whatever it is, you know, which is what three yeah. percent. And Patreon's normally 10%. So like, oh, great. You know, you can get 7% of that back, you know, but. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, adding it up. I think it was only with the, with SiteGround and the, uh, and the name per month. I think it was only like eight bucks, nine bucks. Mm-hmm. That was like. I haven't used SiteGround, so I'm not, I'm not familiar. Um, I've used it a couple times. It seems to be, I used it one for because it's fast. Mm-hmm. It's one of the faster ones, and it's also one of the word one of WordPress's uh, their three top things to use or whatever. So it's okay. cheap, and it's really fast. One of the actually one of the problems I had with Wix was uh, that it was kind of slow to load, and I was like, "It's yeah. kind of weird." Yeah, maybe, but it's just all know. baked in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like if you're if you're really wanting to tinker, then. WordPress and I mean, actually Wix is developing some developer tools for, um, uh, yeah, they're trying to do advanced like web applications, serverless computing, basically. Mm. So they're doing a lot from a developer perspective to actually try to make Wix more accessible and to make cooler things that integrate with it. Squarespace isn't doing that to my knowledge, or at least not doing it or talking about it at least. 
Um, so another reason why I preferred Squarespace over Wix if you talked to me two years ago. Mm-hmm. Today, I kind of think Wix has the edge because they seem to be trying to do a lot to continue to build on the platform. It's like they're adding stuff for people that want to tinker more yeah, um, and release stuff and create more of an ecosystem. So I just, you know. I think that Squarespace too is trying to do uh, like email based stuff too now. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of weird. Like, I, I hate when when companies are like, "I'm going to do all this for you," and it's like, "Dude, stay in your lane. You do really good at this." All right. Yeah, I mean that's just natural. Every business, yeah. you know, that starts getting a lot of money and and doing it, they're they're all going to do that. But yeah, I mean, listen, I mean that's what this is why. Like, I mean, so like the platform I work on for everyone who's listening is called HubSpot. Mm. That's the one that our business focuses on primarily. It's not as cheap as any of these platforms. It's 300 bucks a month just to get started. Yeah, I looked at that. I was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The reason is because uh, HubSpot really has an all-in-one solution, but for like a full marketing platform. So you can host the website there and do a bunch of stuff, but then everything's trackable. So Mm -hmm. if you click a button, at that button has statistics. Uh, if you fill out a form, that form has statistics. We also have, you know, statistics on web pages and visits. And then when people fill it out, it's the CRM that holds all the information in the same ecosystem. So it's all interconnected. And then you can send emails and you can do social media and it's all like, it feeds off of each other. Mm-hmm. So that, that stuff is really cool. And then when they're do, uh, I use their CRM a lot for sales things, um, for myself, and the cool part about that is that if I need any data about how that person was interacting with our digital tools, they always talk about marketing qualified lead, sales qualified lead, and there's a handoff between the two of them. And marketing and sales famously never work very well together. They kind of need each other and should work together, but they kind yeah. of, there's, there's this weird unspoken like rivalry or has been. Um, so HubSpot and others have always tried to try and like just make that smoother and come together because it's really what it should be. And so this system really helps with that because the sales guy can look at the contact record and see in the timeline, this is the first day he came to the website. This is the first day he filled out a form. Then he went to these pages. He clicked on this. He did this. She did that, whatever. It just, that's, you can't do that in Wix and you can't do that in Squarespace and you're not doing that in WordPress without a bajillion plugins yeah um and in a meaningful way where kind of they handle the hosting and it's all interconnected for you so these are kind of the levels you know it's really just it's just at the end of the day it's just about what your needs are and finding value in that you know you don't need hubspot if you're at that level it's too expensive like you you know everyone you have to make a practical decision but it's like especially for like these artists and stuff they have some pictures they have a brand put up a couple pages promote the music, sell it, whatever, just get it up so that there's a location and then go from there. You know, that, that's, that's how I would do it from a startup mentality. Um, and then, you know, you, there's nothing preventing you from, from switching if you really wanted to, if it was really critical, but I would just, you know, if you're going to do the WordPress thing, I would just make sure that you have the proper expectations in terms of the cost and the maintenance, yeah. the maintenance that's going to be required. Yeah, it's definitely that was definitely the thing I was worrying about because uh, I've been going through some courses and whatnot, <clears throat> and a lot of it has you know these WordPress things in it. Like it's like a, kind of like a business funnel, and yeah. so it's like, oh, this would be great, but yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of these things are you know maybe one of those 
plugins gets old and you know and then something you know yeah. screws up you know everything you connect to wordpress everything mm-hmm. is it need an update is it still compatible if you have 10 plugins on your wordpress site one can bring it down mm-hmm. and you have to update them at least monthly so when you're updating it's terrifying <laughs> unless you're backing up your website every day it's absolutely terrifying because mm-hmm. they're like you have eight updates and you sit there and you're like oh god should i push the update all button and at this point with wordpress you have to it's not even a question should push it and hope that it doesn't yeah. blow up that's where it's at so and if it does blow up well then i'll go to my backup and i'll do a one push install and i'll back up the website at whatever previous version it was at yeah like if you're not backing up your wordpress site like Oh my God. Good luck. Yeah. That's what's nice about the site ground one is that it backs it up every single day. And I've had, yep. I had that last time and I, you know, I have a save of still of what I still had up, but you know, I just have everything sent to the same place. Now I've got for podcast stuff. I use Podbean, and yep. that's like, that's like 15 bucks a month. But like mm-hmm. the good thing about it is it's just unlimited. So, you know, yeah. you don't have to worry about any bandwidth issues. That's my whole thing is like, I don't know if, if I want to have to screw around with like redirects afterwards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could still use Podbean and just point out to it from the website. Yeah. Yeah, these, Which is probably the, what I would do. Yeah. I mean, you know, people have to understand. It, it's just like the app store on your phone. There's a million. If Like, I want to play a casino game. Well, there's 20 of them. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of the same. They do different things. But if you really just want to play slots on your phone. Oh, I lost my audio there. My bad. <laughs> I hit a cable. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, there's a bunch of options out there. And that's just basically what's going to happen. You know, you you have to pick at the end of the day. You have to figure out what works for you and what you're interested in. And then, you know, base that off of what your goals are. And then, and then make a decision because there's always going to be an alternative. At some point, you just have to kind of decide, we're going to roll with this and we're yeah. going to embrace it and we're going to learn the things about it and work with it because we think that it'll work today and we think that it'll work reasonably in the future. And then, you know, we'll evaluate it again in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we tell everybody to deal with because it's just part of the part of the thing. Yep. Does the, the HubSpot stuff also have like a like a built-in uh email marketing system too or yeah that's actually yeah. what started it yeah the email marketing actually is what started it the, the way that hubspot and a lot of these other marketing tools so it would be like uh you had joshsmith.com and then you'd sign up like with marketo or pardot or or hubspot and you would get you know music.joshsmith.com Mm-hmm. And that's where you would host like your landing page with the form and you design it. So it looks just like your actual website and people would see it like a seamless thing. They wouldn't really know that they're going to a separate web platform. It kind of looks the same. That was yeah. the trick. So the email marketing's inside of that with the landing page. And you would just use that satellite link kind of like outside of it to send that stuff out. That's how all this stuff started. Mm-hmm. And so then they just kind of decided, well, we should, we could put a CRM in here and well, we could put a CMS in here and we could just have people build their websites here. And then all the stuff they want to use for marketing, it'll just be in here and it'll be interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so that's what everybody's been trying to do. Yeah. And it's just a constant war. That's why Salesforce, I think Salesforce bought Pardot, um, which was, there's a, there's like a really funny backstory there with just like, you know, Salesforce buys Pardot and HubSpot's like, oh, okay, okay, fine. So you so you want to like do what we're doing? So you bought a company? Okay, well, we'll make our own CRM since that's your jam. 
we'll yeah. put our own serum and we'll make it free too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one year like Hootsuite was really big at inbound, uh, like they were everywhere, whatever. And then HubSpot launched their social tools, which essentially was like basically copying, you know, with their own updates and doing their own thing like Hootsuite. And then they were nowhere to be seen the next year at the conference. Oh. So it was, it's just like stuff like that happens all the time. I can't stand Hootsuite anymore. I just don't, it doesn't do anything. Like I, I use, use later. It all the time. I use later now. It's just, it's incredibly cheaper and it does the same thing. Nice. Light keeps going off and on. Your light or my light? Yeah. No, my light bulb. There's like a light bulb above me. It keeps coming off and not coming on. Yeah. Well, I Weird. bumped my wire here. So that must I think, be it. All my, I think <laughs> my, I think my audio and everything's still good, but now you're good. Whatever. But yeah, man, it's, it's a decision at the end of the day. You just, you just have to, you know, you do your testing and your stuff mm. to figure it out. And then you have to figure out what's most important. What I would say to summarize, you know, for me, it's about speed. Mm-hmm. It's about expected cost and goals. So how fast can I do it? How much is it going to cost me? Can I be sure that those costs aren't going to change? And if they are, what is that? And will it help me achieve my goals in a reasonable amount of time? Mm-hmm. Maybe not for the next 10 years, but at least let's say for the next three, you know, and I would, I would just base it off of that. That was good. You know, I think I, I think I will probably start with either like probably more likely the Wix one. Cause I think it's just more customizable, but I mm-hmm. think I might, I might go into that just for now. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to cost, if you don't pay annually, you're going to waste like what? 30 bucks. 60 bucks yeah. to find out like if you really end up hating it like you're only going to be out like you know 60 bucks or whatever it is and then you could just point your domain somewhere else yeah so i mean that's not the right end of now the my domain domain just points to the podcast so or actually mm-hmm. the not today robot one that has the this is like a mailchimp form or something <laughs> okay nice uh, mailchimp see mailchimp it's just like they're doing the same thing they've been adding a bunch of tools trying mm-hmm. to do stuff. They're a great entry point for people that want to do email marketing. I think you can still get the first 2000 contacts free. Yeah. That's what they're the one that has, they have the biggest contact group free and biggest amount of, you know, emails free too. Yeah. Or at least, you know, I think, I think it's 2000. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great model. It's a great platform. Um, people that want to do basic email marketing, it really introduces them to it. It's really solid. There's a lot of options and then there's great upsell opportunities. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, but then at some point you typically, what they, I think their biggest, their biggest thing from a business model is that people will graduate from MailChimp. Usually they'll want yeah. something like HubSpot. They'll want something like Marketo. They'll, they'll want to do more, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and MailChimp's been trying to provide that. But um, the fact that they don't have, they don't really have like a good CRM. They don't really have a website to host anything, whatever. That's kind of where, you know, it just always will fall short probably. Yeah. That's true. That'd be nice. It'd be nice one day to have all that crap built in. I mean, I'm not doing anything now, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in in fairness, I my my one gripe with HubSpot is just that I think they need to offer a starter version of the CMS. I think it's a great platform, and I think they're doing a great job with it. Um, but you know, the prof- there's professional and enterprise at 300 and 900 a month, and it's just like that's great, and it works for some people. And if you do have it. Um, at whatever level that you're at, then that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and I'm a big advocate for it, but everything else in their price models has a starter version. Yeah. Except CMS. So I just, I think that at some point they just need to figure out like if they could just do like 50 bucks a month, I think it would really 
blow up the platform. A lot more people would develop on it. And I think that would be good for everybody. But that's just my little gripe. And if it's an easy way for people to just kind of walk into something bigger, I mean, you would probably get a mm-hmm. lot of people that would start off that have like small clothing companies or whatever else. Well, Might have started on Wix to maybe go, hey, maybe we should try this. You know, it's yeah, just easier. That's the other thing that baffles me about it is I'm just like, I'm surprised they don't know this, but like every marketing agency, partner marketing agency with HubSpot, whatever, I think a lot of them would tell you, maybe not so much today, but 10 years ago and, and, and for a while, the website redesign is what got a bunch of the clients in the door with marketing for like retainers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do the marketing afterwards, but it was always preceded by a website redesign. They needed, they needed a new website or they needed to update their brand or whatever. And that was the biggest thing. So it's just like, if you can get, if you can lower the price point and get more people who just want to put a website up to do it for a reasonable price as a starter version, you're, you are going to get way more upsell opportunities to bring people into the fold. Now, if they've decided that they want to be more of an enterprise CMS platform, then I would understand why they wouldn't want to do that, um, why they would want to, because I mean, what you set your price for kind of tells people what kind of product you are. You know, you can be, we're a cheap product for the masses. We're a value product. We're an enterprise premium product. You know, these are different marketing positions. So, I understand if that's their point, but the problem is all their other platforms, the sales, the, uh, I think service, um, they all have starter versions. Marketing has a starter version. Mm-hmm. So I just, <laughs> I'm just like, well, every other, almost every other product you have has a starter version except that one. So yeah. it's kind of hard to make the argument that we don't want, you know, for like a marketing goal, we don't want to have it. But again, that's like my one gripe. I, I love it. Otherwise it's a great platform. We use it every single day. Mm-hmm. Do you use any of the other, uh, we mentioned like uh, MailChimp or whatever. Have you used any of those other ones like Constant Contact or any of those other things? Is MailChimp yeah. the best of those? I prefer MailChimp over Constant Contact, yes. Like I Aweber? Yes. I, I just, MailChimp to me is an is an, another Mac versus PC thing, like Constant Contact's the PC version to me. Mm-hmm. It's just a little uglier, a little harder to use. Um just in my experience, I haven't used it a ton. So, I mean, that you can put that caveat out there. But yeah, I mean, MailChimp for me was just like, hey, look, I just need to send an email to a list, period, and do some A-B testing, see mm-hmm. what the results are, push them to a certain offer, done. Like, that's like, for me, like, if that's what you're doing, that's why you're using MailChimp yeah. or AWeber Constant Contact because they're not really doing anything else for you. No. So if you're doing more than that, then you shouldn't even be there anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's cool. Uh, it's just weird, like with the ecosystem that, like I, I'm gonna have to deal with with marketing in the future. It's mm-hmm. like I have to like, okay, which one of those am I gonna use? Which one? These things are gonna work together, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you had the WordPress thing, it'd like have a million different plugins. Click, 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 and go clicking in yep. together. But yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, it's like that's why I said I just like speed. What are my goals? Mm-hmm. What kind of expected costs can I have? And, and, and as few as, as few products as possible, I would add to that. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I just do this with this few? Because I mean, look, the more logins you have, the more price, the more stuff you got to remember, it's more stuff you got to maintain. So it's always going to get complex. If your business is successful at any level, it always gets complex at some level. We all deal with it, whether it's 
HR personnel, operations, sales, marketing, whatever. It's going to get complex at some level, no matter what industry or business that you're in. So just plan for the fact that it's probably going to get complex. So if you can't make it simple at a startup level, unless you're really, unless your product is complex, then I would just say, you know, do yourself a favor, try and just get a, that's why MVP minimum viable product exists. Like there's a reason for it. It's not, it's not a bad thing to have a minimum viable product to have something where like, Hey, it works and there's some value and we can set a price for it and and we can get interest or we can get people to try it or whatever. You know, I think all that, all that stuff is still valuable. (laughs) Oh man. But well, if you use WordPress, I'll support you. It's okay. Yeah, I won't judge you. I, me. <laughs> I won't be pissed at you, and I won't judge you if you end up using WordPress. It's okay. Yeah, it's a, it's probably it's a little bit of one of those things where it was like I've done this before, so I'm just going to continue doing it. You know, kind of deal. Um, yeah, we all deal with that. Yeah, I did. I did make a. I made like a small Wix one the other day, and you know, it was easy. I didn't like there. There was only a certain amount of fonts that I, I wasn't a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, well, you yeah. could probably add your own Google fonts if you put them in the header. I think you? you have access. Yeah, I think you probably have access in Wix to put it in if you had any kind of. Uh, I haven't actually tried it, but I would imagine I'm sure you have access to the header code. I think they have like a newer. I think it was Wix. Here, I'm going to pull it up in a second. Um, they seem to have had like a a different editor or something editor x on wix or squarespace wix it's called editor x i'm gonna click on this real quick interesting i've, I've seen here hold on i'll i'll share it even give me a second <laughs> um there we go share screen there we go um build outstanding fluid sites so i don't know if this oh is... wow is something new that they do. I did like that you could, you know, you had a different, you know, that's tab, cool. tablet versus anything else. So wow. So are they, is that, that's a, is that like a developer's tool thing where you can like develop locally and upload like your, yeah, you upload directly to Wix? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a beta. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, so. I didn't even know about that. That's really cool. Uh, again, not something with Squarespace is doing. Yeah. Well, Squarespace, I mean, like, it looks nice. A lot of, like, they have fewer themes. They look nicer, yeah. but they're also, they're very I feel like, photo-centric, bland. Yeah. If photos suck, your Squarespace site will suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, crap, now i got to get some photos of things. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just yeah, look. I mean, I just I just looked up um, adding your own custom fonts to Wix, and mm-hmm. apparently there's, like, a section where you can upload them. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. Because I had a problem. I was like, what the? This look kind of crappy. <laughs> but, anyhow. I'll get out of this now. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised where um, if you can't, there's, there's got to be, yeah, see, look, I'm seeing it right here. It's just like go to my uploads, click fonts, upload fonts, and then done. Pfft, apparently oh, it's good. built in. Nice. Google fonts. We love Google fonts. We use Google fonts all the time. There's no need to complicate it more than that unless you have like a crazy design problem. I mean, yeah. but there's, they're free and they work. There's a lot of fonts out there. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I remember used to having like the CDs or whatever, like 3,000 fonts. <laughs> yeah, when people bought CDs. Yeah. It's funny, like if you buy a motherboard and stuff, sometimes you still get them. I'm like, what What the, nobody even buys the the, the DVD 
things to read them. <laughs> like, why no, this- I mean, there's no need to. I mean, you just pay for it on the website and get a download and just move on. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense. It does take away like the tangible. It's still nice to hold things, but that's just like my old self talking. I think I don't think I don't think younger people care. But I just wonder why they. Because I'm, I'm gonna actually going to be building a, a streaming computer and a video editing computer for the, my church back at home because I'm going back home in Indiana in a couple weeks. Cool. And, uh, so I'm going to turn that into a video. But uh, it's just weird. Like when you buy the stuff, they still send CDs with it. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, that, but I think that's pretty much it. I just wanted to hit sure. you up and be like, hey, you know, I need to do a website soon. <laughs> so Yeah. Like, I would give it a try. I would just give it a try. You know. I was just worried a little bit about the marketing aspect of like trying to like get things to work together without having like the compounding like, you know, oh, you need the $10 for this and another $10 for this and another $10 for this. You're going to have more of that on WordPress than you are on Wix. Yeah. I I think so. A lot of free things, but yeah, maybe they don't work as well. But they're free for a reason, which means that they're not secure and they might not be supported and they might get outdated pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can I think you can buy like a whip a Wix or a Squarespace subscription at a certain level that just includes all the widgets or most of them. I, I haven't I haven't gotten crazy detailed with it because I've never really needed those sites for anything that complex, but mm-hmm. I I would be surprised if you can't do most things pretty easily without having to worry about it. And again, that's just where I come off on it. Yeah. But again, if you want to use WordPress, it's fine. <laughs> all right. So do you want to talk a little uh, about the music at all? or? Uh, yeah, it's going good. I will say that I am in pre-production hell a little bit. And I'm also um, making decisions between my children is essentially how it goes. <laughs> They're all my children and they all could be improved. And you like you, I could listen to any of them and go, oh man, you know, if I just tweak that or if I just change that, Maybe I could like take this progression over here that I really like and just add it to that and that key. That would be cool. And then I could just rewrite the verse. And then because the chorus is fine, you know, like I endlessly do this. Yeah, it could go on forever. (laughs) It could, which is why you're here (laughs) and and why I'm forcing myself. So it's fine. It's going good. It's as expected at this point, but Mm -hmm. I'm going through (laughs) and making all those little little decisions for each one as it goes and then coming back to it and... I mean, hell, I even have audio samples from a DeLorean. I mean, it's getting crazy. Nice. 